Well, hello everyone. My name is Jared Causey, and you are listening to Causey's Conversations. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I hope you've, you've enjoyed the previous episodes, and I hope you enjoy this one. If you haven't already done so, uh, please go back and, and listen to those other episodes uh, that I've done. Um, I feel like those were very good, um, uh, very good topics to discuss. And uh, if you're interested in any of those topics and any of those conversations, it might uh, be worth your time to go back and, and, and listen to those. Um, for those of you that are wondering about my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather, so please excuse my kind of scratchy voice right now. I sound kind of weird right now. Um, but today, um, the topic that I'm going to be discussing is actually based on a poll I did on Facebook. Um, if you look at my Facebook, for those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, I assume most of you are because uh, you found out about this podcast and that's how I promoted it. Um, I, I put out this Facebook uh, poll a few weeks ago, or um, actually it wasn't that, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but uh, February 12th, however long ago that was. Um, but February 12th, I, I put this out and the question, the poll for the, the, the question for the poll was essentially, if a person doesn't love the church, then they don't love Jesus. Okay, so um, some, uh, some, a lot of people actually voted yes, uh, true for it, uh, that they agreed with that statement. Um, but there were uh, quite a bit of people that voted false for that question, uh, for that, that statement. So a lot of people actually did not affirm this. Um, so specifically there were 102 votes, um, 64 said true, 38 said false. Now, um, I personally thought this was kind of a clear-cut issue um, in terms of the church. I thought the answer would be pretty clear, but a lot of people didn't, so I'm going to discuss some of those reasons, the reasons why um, I think some people did d- disagree with that statement, and then I will kind of give my perspective on that, um, my side of the conversation for that that um, statement. Um, but uh, also, not only are we going to be talking about that, I also have uh, my friend James Cosgrove sitting right here, awkwardly on the phone, uh, just chilling right here. James goes to Southwestern, and uh, yeah, he does a seminary thing right now. He, we were roommates for about a year, and um, so I, I got kicked out. Um, he kicked me out of his uh, his room. Um, actually, uh, I got married, so uh, that's you know I'm kind of waiting actually to be kicked out of the house I'm in now. I, I wish James would have left the bed open, uh, the the uh, extra one in there, so I could have uh, come back. But just in case. But no, I'm um, kidding. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he played. Um, he led worship. Uh, led worship. Uh, he played two songs, uh, two hymns at at me and Amy's wedding. It was really cool. It was really good. Um, you know, he um, he's really talented. Um, he leads worship a lot. You're still leading worship on Wednesday nights. I am. Yes. Um, so he's actually from New Jersey, uh, New Jersey. Actually, nobody <laughs> talks like that up there, right? <laughs> no, or, not really. Yeah, that's some people. I, I don't know. I've heard that that's the way to talk that people talk. But yeah, that's what everyone says when I tell them that I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, they pronounce it like that. I think it's the first thing I said to him, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but he. So he's from New Jersey. Like, what's the town called again? Oradell, yeah. Bergen County, like North Jersey by the city, New York. Yeah. It's really really close to Newark, right? Yes. Yeah. So really cool, cool deal. He's um, he's a Yankee, but uh, he's down here in the heart of Texas. 
um, getting his M, or not MDiv, uh, biblical studies degree, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's in the college. He's in the college here. Um, and you're 27? 26. <coughs> okay, 26, yeah. Um, so we're the same age right now. That's cool. We are. We have a few months where we're the same age, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Well, I'm glad James is here. Um, I told him he's more than welcome to chime in whatever he wants to or um, if I look at him, he looks like he wants to say something. I'm gonna stop talking and let him <laughs> him him talk. Um, but until then, I'm just gonna kind of carry on. He's just, we're just kind of hanging out tonight and been watching some some fun uh, some fun uh, uh, I guess comedic re- relief videos, <laughs> kind of scary videos too actually. <laughs> but uh, no, we just been watching random YouTube videos that uh, that we wanted to watch. So been doing that. Um, ate some dinner. And then ate some good popcorn. That was really good. Uh, really, really good. So, anyway. But uh, back to the poll that um, that I was re- in, uh, referencing. Um, so, the poll I posted got a lot of attention, I thought. Um, a lot more attention than most of my posts get on, on Facebook. 102 votes. That's a good bit of uh, votes. I mean, I'm not saying that's a huge collection of data. But it is... I guess, you know, a lot considering um, my platform and kind of my audience size. Now, I mean, if this was like a famous, if I was a famous person, a famous pastor or whatever, a famous religious figure, and I'd put that out, obviously 102 votes would not be a lot. Either way, though, I thought this was an interesting uh, sample size, interesting uh, data collection. Um, and I just, I, main, the main reason is because there were so many that actually voted false for this statement. Now, I want to point out that I'm not, my intention is not to criticize the people that voted false because you could have had a reason that I'm not aware of, um, that, you know, you had your own nuanced reasoning. Maybe you wouldn't, you know, a lot of people will vote no or false or deny the, the poll's statement just simply because they wouldn't word it that way. I've, I've ran across that a lot. So if that's the case, that's cool, whatever. Um, you know, that you know I, I worded the question or the statement the way I thought of. So, you know, if you don't necessarily agree with the way I worded it, that's fine. Uh, either way, though, uh, most people, I'm assuming, though, really did disagree with that statement. Um, again, so if a person doesn't love the church, then they don't love Jesus. Okay, let's break that down real quick. So a person doesn't love the church, the, um, the church being um, the people of God. It's not one specific local church, and I think this is the biggest misunderstanding. Um, so the, the, the church has historically been called the people of God. It is all of the, the totality of of the people of God. So every person that knows Christ, every person that has put their faith in Jesus and is a part of the universal church. Now, just because someone is a part of a local church does not mean they are in the universal church. The universal church are the people that are saved. They have saving faith. So it's some people call it the invisible church. But the, the, the local church is the visible church, the visible representation of God's people where there are people in probably most congregations, if not all, 
that there might be one or two people that are not saved, and they're not a part of the universal church. I know that's confusing for certain people, but I wanted to provide that explanation. But there is a distinction between universal and local, visible and invisible. But we got to make that distinction. So, But I'm talking about the universal or the invisible church. So if someone does not love the church, meaning God's people, the invisible church— then they do not love Jesus. I think that's a pretty clear statement. If you do not love um, the bride of Christ, how can you love the groom? That's my major critique of of the of the those that would would answer false in this statement, uh, because you are in love with the groom. You are in love with Jesus. He is your savior. How could you hate his people? I don't think that's possible. I do not think that's possible one bit, actually. Um, God has, um, and through his word, has commanded us to love the people of God, no matter how they treat you. Now, I know a lot of people have had bad experiences in church. I'm one of them. I've, I've, um, I've had terrible experiences in church. There's been recently, um, obviously this video is not about this whatsoever, but recently there's been a um, art, uh, some reports coming out about the Southern Baptist Convention being involved, um, or the a lot of churches, um, pastors, and individuals have been involved in sexual abuse. They've abused sexually other people, um, a lot of underage people and, and whatnot. And it's very sad. It's very disturbing. It should cause any... Um, Southern Baptist or any Christian for that matter to uh, be very, very upset and saddened by that. Um, however, though, um, you know, uh, so I know that there are people that have had those experiences, even traumatic experiences that are well beyond what I could possibly understand or comprehend. Now, with that being said, despite those experiences, no matter how bad they are, no matter if you just felt judged, if you are a true believer, you are still um, going to love the people of God, the true people of God. You're going to love them unconditionally as you love God unconditionally. We're supposed to love our enemies. I mean, so my thing is, is so the logic here is, so we're, we're supposed to love our enemies, right? Jesus commands us to do that. But we don't necessarily, as Christians, we're not necessarily commanded to Love the people of God. That doesn't that doesn't uh, make much sense to me. If we are to love the people, uh, if we're to love Jesus, um, to love God, we are to love the people um, of God. We're to love everyone, um, and so that doesn't necessarily mean that you are automatically. Um, you know, some Christians, when they are newly saved, they don't go to church at first because they're they feel judged or they're, they're scared to or whatnot. However, I believe a true believer in Christ will have that desire to be a part of a local, visible church. Eventually, if they don't ever have that desire, I don't. Um, I'm not going to say that person's not a Christian per se, but at the same time, I would say that that person, at the very least, um, is um, has has some type of deficiency within their spiritual well-being. Um, something is going on in their in their spiritual life that I would call into question um, and have some concern about. So I want to make that that statement that that just because you're not a part, a part of a local church doesn't mean that you automatically 
going with Jesus uh, right off the bat. Now, I will say, though, that, that if you aren't a part of a local church um, and you continue down that path, um, I, I am afraid that you that there's a strong, strong possibility that you have no love for Christ. The reason why I say that is because if you love the people of God, if you truly do, um, then you're going to want to be a part of the people of God visibly. You're going to want to be amongst them. So I, logically, I don't understand how you can both love Jesus and then also not want to be a part of his assembly, the, of his people. I, I, don't, I can't comprehend that. Um, I think, in fact, the New Testament authors would strongly suggest that, um, that this is the case, that what I'm saying is true as far as if you don't love the church, you don't love Jesus. Um, and a verse that I want to point out is in Hebrews chapter 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. So we are to hold to a confession, right? We are to hold to one statement, to something, a, a central gospel, a central confession without wavering. For he who, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Okay, pause right there. That's verse 24. So let us, so talk, you know, uh, I want to say Paul, but the author of Hebrews is is simply stating that that us being the people of God, he's talking to the church here, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us stir up one another to love and good works. That's That's a part of the local gathering. That is an essential part is to you gather together to stir one another up to love and do good works. So I don't go to uh, to church just simply for myself. I I go to help stir one another, other people, other believers, other brothers and sisters in Christ to love and do good works. I'm there for other people, to serve other people. Um, that's a major part of going to church and being a part of the visible church is to, to, to go there for other people, to serve them, to show your affection for them. And then in verse 25, not neglecting to meet together. That's a big one. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the, all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we are not to neglect the meeting of uh, the gathering together. If we neglect that important meeting, the meeting that being the meeting that is referred to here is the corporate gathering. Um, that would be on the Lord's Day, which is for us as Christians Sunday. Um, now I'm not going to get into is you know if if a church meets on Saturday or Friday or whatever is that not legitimate? I'm not going to go down that path right now. I have my own convictions on that. That's not the purpose of this this podcast episode. The po- the purpose here is though to 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 essentially encourage those that would claim that the the statement on uh, the poll is false. That consider strongly that if someone is neglecting, if if someone is essentially uh, not meeting together with other believers, they're not going. To uh, to the to a local ga- uh, gathering of believers, a local church, they're not doing that. They're not going to uh, there to to serve other people. They're not going there to to love other people. There to encourage them to do good works. I would say that their apathy, that that person's um, uh, des- um, lack of desire to serve the people of God, is a 
reflection of their heart for those people. In other words, they don't truly love them like they should. In fact, I would go as far to say that you don't have that love for the people of God if you're not showing it. I mean, throughout Scripture, we, we see the authors of the New Testament saying that, that we love one another through our actions. That's based on our actions that we love one another. Um, I mean, our, our, our actions show how we feel about somebody. or Not necessarily even feel, but um, what we believe about another person. You know, if, if, if I didn't treat James very well, if I treated him poorly, if I didn't ever encourage him or help him or at all, I mean, does that, does that mean I, I uh, don't love him? Probably so. I mean, if, I ne- if I'm never a good friend, that, that means I more than likely don't care much about him. So t- to me, if, if you are a person that doesn't go to the local church and you, you, you don't serve the local church, you don't serve other believers that shows that you don't have a love for them. If you don't have a love for them, you don't have a, a love for the visible church. How can you have a love for the invisible church? The people of God that are gathering, how can you have a, an appropriate love for, for them? Um, and if you don't have an appropriate love for them, I would also go back even further and say that you, you don't have a love for Christ. Um, that, that the love that you would have for, if you did have a love for Christ, I think would move you into serving God's people in the future at least, maybe at, the, at your current moment, you're just not there yet. But I would strongly encourage you to, to get past your feelings of hurt and hate and bitterness and, and, and be amongst the people of God because that's what God commands us to do as Christians. We're command. I mean, this is not even a debate here. If you aren't involved in a local church, you are in sin. You are in known sin because... If you're listening to this podcast, I read you a verse that clearly says, do not neglect the meat gathering of believers. I mean, you know that Scripture says this. And so therefore, um, it should be pretty clear to you, I hope at least, that, 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 that we are to, as Christians, to gather together to encourage and to help and love one another um, and, and, and to help each other grow in Christ. That, that's so important as, um, as fellow believers. And so, and the church is supposed to be all, you know, I mean, at first, all about love. I mean, there are other aspects of the church that are important, but being love, being filled with love is is one of the marks of, of the church. And if you don't even, you're not around the church, around the visible church, how can you say you love them? Um, I don't understand that. Um, so, I'm going to go through here. I'm not going to name any names. Did not want to do not want to do that. Um, I'm gonna go down though and read some of these comments. Again, not gonna name any names, um, and I'm gonna kind of respond to each one of them. Some of these I do agree with, a lot of them actually, but um, there's a few that I, I did disagree with. Um, first off, um, I had a friend say yeah, you, the Universal Church though, not every single church, quote unquote. Exactly. I mean, you're not necessarily called to to love every single individual church in in the sense of being a part of every single local church. Um, exactly. I mean, I, I have a love for the people of God in general, um, and so I have a, a love for every gospel-preaching church in, in a way, but I'm not a part of them. So I agree this is about the universal church as a whole, but it also kind of spills out into the local church as well. Um, it, it does it does relate to it to an extent. Um 
So it's not about a true, but with clarification. If someone is born again, love for the universal church will become natural to them. But disillusionment with certain individual local churches is becoming more and more common. I agree on that. There are certain churches you just don't want to go around. Um, doesn't mean um, doesn't mean you necessarily hate them, I guess. But um, at the same time, you, you don't want to be a part of that local church. It's understandable, but there hopefully are other lo- good local churches in your area that you can be a part of. Um, but that, I, I agree with that. That's a good response. Um, next, these are very closed, um, closing in qu- uh, answers for a very open-ended question. Um, so yeah, this this one. Um, I do agree that it's a very close-ended answer. Um, these are very close-ended answers. Yes, they are, um, but I, it's because I believe it's a very close-ended question. I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, anyway, um, there's there's some comments that went back and forth. I'm not going to go through on that on that conversation, but I I just wanted to point out that you know this might seem to others that oh the you know, is it that simple, Jared? Is there any room for nuance? I mean, I believe there's, like I said earlier, there's some room for nuance, but as a whole, it should be pretty straightforward, I thought. Um, that if you love Christ, you're going to love his people. You're going to love God's people. Very, very simple. Um, I had a good friend here. Um, this is a pretty long uh, comment, but um, I'll read it anyway. Uh, this person said, I would say that the average Joe on the street that has no education in theology doesn't really differentiate the local from the universal church. Are they wrong? Yes, of course, but they see the headlines of Catholic scandals and now Baptist scandals and any others and then add their own negative experiences and hurts. <coughs> Excuse me. And they're left with a warped view of what the church is all about. I'm sure they would say that they love Jesus and his people and they just don't want to have anything to do with the group of people that gather each week in a building and do church but act like act just like the rest of the world. Many of them would have no problem calling themselves a sinner but don't want to gather with people who want to pretend they are not um, one day a week. They're not uh, pretending they're not a sinner one day a week. And then lastly, so I don't, I do not know that I would just make a blanket statement that those people don't love Jesus correctly. They just need to be shown, taught something different by us as church leaders. And then I responded um, to that. I don't, I'm not going to read that, but I had, there's one, um, well, there was one. I'm, um, I do not see the comment anymore. Um, so I guess the person deleted their comment. Um, I, I'm, I assume they did. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. This that was a different um, conversation. Um, so, but you know that was um, it's good points. Um, they're you know they're suggesting well, someone can have they might not necessarily gather together with those people because they're disillusioned with those people. You know, it's a case by case scenario on that. Um, but again, I'm talking about the universal church here. Um, so the people of God as a whole. So if you don't love the people of God as a whole. Um, again, it's, it's about the universal, not necessarily the individual local churches. Um, but yeah, I totally get that some people have a problem with local churches individually. Um, you know, some people have a tr- have problems with the Roman Catholic Church or, you know, Baptist, Southern Baptist, um, you know, Methodist, whatever. I mean, you have a problem with those. I, I, I get it. I understand. There should be enough options in your town if you live in the south there's probably a lot of churches around your area um if there's not um you know that's a good question on what to do on that um you know find find i would find the most gospel-centered church that i could um do everything i can to to find that church 
Um, and that might actually, it might be a good idea to talk about what a gospel-centered church is. I don't have time for that, though, so we're going to have to save that for another night. Um, but yeah, um, that is a good good question, good concern there. I, I completely understand. Um, and I had a, a brother say, plenty of, uh, plenty of people love the Lord, but have become disillusioned at the church, too much hypocrisy, fighting, and judgment over non-important issues, not an ideal place for that person to be, but it is what it is. I would say, I would say that it's, it isn't as simple as it is what it is. Um, I appreciate what this person said for sure. Um, because there, again, there are people that are disillusioned and feel judged. And, but I would say, I think there's a, people will tend to leave a church and there are plenty of other churches in their area but they will refuse to go to any church because of what just one church did to them or one person in that one church did. So it wasn't even the entire church. It was just one person. I would say, first off, you need to have forgiveness in your heart. You need to not be bitter. And that's for me too because I struggle with that at times. I am sometimes bitter towards people from my past that I want to still have anger about, but I have to forgive them. I'm commanded to forgive them. Um, I must forgive those people because they are fellow image bearers and they're brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you're truly a Christian, love your brother or sister, forgive them, go to them, pray with them, ask ask for them to forgive you for anything that you've done because you have hurt people too in the church probably. Most likely, all of us have hurt people that we care about and a lot of us grew up in the church. We've cared about people in the church. We've hurt them. But that doesn't mean the church local church is something we should just not be a part of. I, I, I don't understand the sentiment from a lot of people. And this isn't this person um, specifically that made this comment. I'm not talking to them. I'm just talking in general terms. I don't understand the sentiment that, that if you know one person from one church does something, that means the whole batch of them are bad. So all churches are bad. All religion is bad. Is that the case? That's a logical fallacy. It's intellectually dishonest. And also, it's biblically dishonest. <coughs> and it's also sinful. Because you're holding other people responsible for what another person did to you. Now, if it was one church, like say like a pastor of a church, or like a, like the entire church literally did something to you that you just you were hurt by, you need to go and, and make peace with them. You need to um, forgive them. And you need to ask for forgiveness on what, if you did something wrong or you sinned or whatever. Um, and, but again, that's not the, if that's the only church in your city, then, um, that's, that is tough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. However, more than likely there's other churches in your area. Go and find another local church to be a part of that preaches the gospel. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry, my voice is really killing me right now, but, um, this, this comment I love, this was my, I don't want to say favorite, but I, uh, it was a good, a very good comment. Um, this person said, the church being your brothers and sisters, you cannot say you love God if you hate your brother. Amen to that. Um, I don't understand, uh, you know, how you can hate your, you hate the people of God, but call yourself a Christian. Just, I don't get that. Um, another person said, if they don't love the church then they don't love Jesus correctly. Now, I, I don't know if I agree with this. Um, you know, um. If you love, if okay, so if you hate the people of God, if that's if if you so if you don't love the church, you don't love the people of God, then you hate them. Okay, so if you hate them, can you still um, love Jesus even incorrectly? 
I don't even know if that's the case. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I don't know if there's a loving Jesus correctly, incorrectly. I don't know if that distinction is made in Scripture per se. Maybe it is. I'm. I'm. I'd like to. To. Um, that's. A, that's actually a, a good point to an extent. I think. I don't know, but um, I would say I. I don't agree with that um, based on just saying that you can love Jesus correctly versus. Um, incorrectly, you don't love Jesus. In you, you don't love Jesus correctly. You're not loving him, you know, like you should, or something like that. Um, I guess and maybe you could do that, um, but at the same time, I don't think you can. You can still have a love for Christ and still hate the people of God. I, I still stand by that. Um, I, I just I don't understand how, uh, like, because again, the people of God is not just a building. It's not just brick and mortar it's it's people so if you hate them or you have no love for them then i mean is there any love for christ in you i I don't i don't think so um have a few other comments um that um just were kind of like this is crazy like how can this many people not um not answer this um in this way um I had one person, if a person doesn't love the venue, they don't love the band, right? Well, I would say that, um, again, if this we're talking about a building, then of course, or an individual one local church, then maybe so. Um, I would understand that to an extent. But again, this, these are people. So it's not like you're going to a venue or going to a place um, and, you know, you have to love the place. And that's not necessarily the case here. Uh, we're not talking about a place. We're talking about a group of people that is God's people. Um, I would I would say this um, lovingly um, that this comment, this illustration is a, um, shows kind of a, a misunderstanding of what it means uh, to be the church. Um, because again, you know, the, the band being obviously in this uh, illustration, God, um, the band being God, <clears throat> but the venue being the um, venue being the, the I guess the um, the place the location. Um, I would I would still say that um, you know that there is a distinction between God and His people, of course, but they go hand in hand. If if you love God, you love um, love His people. Um, so. Um, I think that's it. Um, well, I th- actually think we had one more comment. Um, so this is from an atheist, actually. Um, well, this will be interesting. Uh, so as an atheist with no horse in this race, I would say it's more important to have a relationship with your God than a place of worship. But if you deem your place of worship to be the people you worship your God with, then it could go hand in hand. The problem I see with the religious establishments is there are very little to no accountability in talks, in talks leadership in, in terms of leadership or I'm not sure what he meant there specifically, but so if a person feels like they lose faith in the church but still love their God, then that's okay. <coughs> um, so I think I think um, he makes a good point here. You know, if you deem your place of worship to be the people you worship um, your God with, then it could go hand in hand. So that's what I said earlier that it goes hand in hand together. That the people of God, you know, it's it's right there with with God. Um, and, and, uh, not an extension of God or anything like that, but a um, but the people of God is is absolutely in, in relation with God. So, um, 
that that definitely would would apply there in what he said. But um, you know what he said there. You know, if someone feels they lose faith in the church, and they still love their God. That's okay. Well, um, if again, if if it's one local church, then that that, that I can understand that. But it's not just one local church that I'm referring to. Obviously, it's it's the entirety of God's people. So we, we have to make, and that's one thing that's that I think that's happened in this is there's a fundamental misunderstanding. And okay, this this person that's an atheist, I I understand that they're they have a misunderstanding of of the church. And actually, he had a better understanding than some on, on in this conversation. So I give him props for that. At the same time, though, you know. I don't want to hold him to certain expectations in terms of theology and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, um, I would still say, though, that this, this in general, this conversation, this poll has shown me that people don't have a proper um, ecclesiological, um, you know, proper ecclesiology, um, essentially. I was trying to say a different word plus ecclesiology, and that didn't work. But, um, you know, we need, as Christians, if we're going to be truly biblical i would say we need to have a good biblical ecclesiology and there are many different parts of ecclesiology what i mean by that is is your theology of the church theology of the people of god if you have a proper view of the people of god um then you're you're going to have a very um you know i think an easier time to understand these distinctions and understand what's kind of going on here um in this conversation but again if you have if you have you still understand that you know what the people of god is um a Biblical understanding of what that means, and you still say, "Hey, I can you can love Jesus and still not love His people." Then, I would say something. I would again, I would ask why specifically, and if the answers is are at all similar to these here proposed here, then I would say that you have a fundamental a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be a church and or to be a part of the church, the universal invisible church. So you know. I think this is a good conversation for those listening to, to take and, and go and, and have it with your pastors if you're a part of a local church. If you are a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, you're not a part of a local church, I encourage you, despite what you think about this poll, despite what I've said, and even if you disagree with me, please be involved in the local church. It is essential in your faith. Um, if you're not, you're not living biblically. You're not. Um, the entirety of the New Testament is under the assumption that the person reading it is a part of a local church. That is a fundamental assumption in the Bible, in, in the New Testament specifically. I'm not going to go in the Old Testament necessarily because that's a different story. Um, and a different, <laughs> not a different story, but a different um, part of this discussion. But <clears throat> at the very least, the New Testament assumes that the reader is a part of a local church, is gathering with the people. As you heard me read Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, encourage your brothers and sisters. Um, where do you find your brothers and sisters in Christ? Where's one location that they meet to gather to worship their God, um, to praise their Savior Jesus, to to hear the preaching of the Word of God? Where do you go for that? That's That's the local church. You, you. I, I really hope and pray every person listening to this is a part of the local church. It's so important. I don't say this out of pride. I don't say this out of um, self-righteousness. I'm saying this out of love for you so that you may um, live a holy and blessed life in Christ. That's important. Um, if you don't, um, then I believe um, 
you know, uh, uh, that saddens me greatly. And I, uh, I pray that anybody that's listening that is not a part of the local church will have a change of heart, a change of mind, and begin um, walking with Christ through the body of Christ, um, in being a, while being a part of the body of Christ uh, visibly. Uh, we're supposed to be, we are a part, if we're in Christ, we are a part of the invisible church. Um, but we also need to be a part of the visible church by being visible, by being there with the people of God gathered together locally. So, um, James, I know I've talked a lot. Um, we, me and James talked a little bit, and he said he really wasn't, didn't really want to say anything. So, um, I'm going to give him a, one opportunity if he wants to say anything on this. Um, he's more than welcome to. Uh, I mean, I, I would just agree with what you said. I think you made a lot of good points. I think it's definitely, I know in my own personal life, um, which is really the only experience that I can lean on, uh, considering my lack of theological education, um, but it's certainly, being a part of the local church is, is very important to my spiritual growth and, and everyone that I know spiritual growth. So just to, to sort of reiterate what, what Jared said, if you're not a member of a local church, that's, that's definitely something that you need to change in your spiritual life. At least experiment with it, and I think that you'll find that it's very effective for growth and the sanctification's purposes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely, you know, if you're not going to be a part of a local church, you're not going to properly grow in Christ. Um, at the same time, too, remember you're, being a part of the local church is also about you serving them as well. And um, I know James has been doing that a lot. Um, he, he was um, leading worship at Terrace Acres where me and Amy were going as well. And um, it's over here in Fort Worth, and he was he was doing a good job serving there. He helped, he, he did a lot with the, co- uh, not college, I want to say college, but like kind of like that young adults group. And it was, it was getting good. Yeah. It really was, but things didn't work out. And so um, I'm at Graceview now. Um, kind of a different subject. I mean, for those of you that are wondering, hey, Jared, what local church are you a part of? You're going on about this local church. What are what local church are you a part of? I'm a part of uh, Grace View Baptist Church. It's in Burleson. Uh, we're actually about to have our elders meeting, a meeting with an elder this Sunday. So we'll go through that. Me and Amy will. We'll meet with um, one of the elders there. Um, and the elders there are so awesome. It's been so good. I've enjoyed getting to know the people there. Um, they have three services, so that's that's been kind of an adjustment for me personally. I've never went to a church really that's had multiple services uh, like that, on like you know, on a Sunday morning. So this has been a very um, interesting uh, transition for me personally, um, and Amy too, I think as well. She hasn't come out and said that, but I, I believe that's kind of been kind of consistent with both of us. Um, but you know, um, it's been good. We, we've enjoyed it. We love serving there. Can't wait to serve even more. You know, once we're members, we'll be able to serve even more. So I can't wait. I can't wait to, to, to join there. And so if Aaron's listening or Landon or any of those guys, um, you know, um, I know y'all are going to hear us like, oh, well, we got to get Jared, Jared name in there. There, you know, Jared's spoken and said he wants to get involved. So here we go. But no. Uh, um, it's been great. It's been get, good to get to know them. So, but anyway, folks, thank y'all so much for listening. I've enjoyed discussing this topic. The local church is so important to me. Um, the universal church is 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 very important to me as well. The people of God, who they are, uh, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter if they smell good or bad, or if they're rich or poor, 
uh, no matter you know what ethnicity they are or whatever it is, no matter how much they're different than me, I love them. We should all love them, uh, each other, um, care for one another, lift one another up, hold each other ca- accountable uh, to the biblical standard. That means if one of us messes up, we go up beside each other and we help one another uh, to, and, and restore one another. That's so important. That's not out of a hatred. I mean, we in, in this political and social cultural climate we have uh, today in our country, if you point anyone's sin out or you try to help someone in their sin, that's hateful. I, in fact, I, I scroll through Facebook sometimes and I see people when they're referring to you know homosexuality and stuff like that, just accept them. God says to love people, so just accept people. You know that's not what love is about. It, love is not about just accepting people's sin. We're supposed to accept the person as a human being, as an image bearer of God, but we don't we we don't just ignore um, the things that they have done wrong. We don't just ignore that, especially if they're our brothers, uh, if they're our brother or sister in Christ. So if if you have, I mean seriously, then this is kind of off topic. But if you have a a, uh, a gay couple come to your church, you love them, you help them, you preach the gospel to them. But if they want to join the church, it's it's and this is a a deep subject, um, and you got to be careful with this. Um, but you need to lovingly explain to them um, that you know this is the gospel. Ask them if they believe this gospel. Are they willing? to be held accountable for their sin. Um, just like that person, just like you're asking, you know, just like you're asking them to be, if they would be willing to be held accountable in the same way you are. You're held accountable for your sin. Um, so it goes both ways. It's not just, you know, one party holding one another party accountable. You ask them those questions. You walk through them, that process, and eventually come to a, probably a point where they're going to say, we this is not the best fit for us. However, you welcome them into your your church uh, as a uh, in their in the service. You never turn them away. You don't turn anyone away from your local ser- you know the local corporate service. That does not mean though that you allow them to become members. That's different. When you allow someone to become a member in your church, that is an open sin, unrepentant sin. Then you have a problem. You need to call them to repentance out of love. Your goal is restoration. It's not to bang them over the head um, with the Bible. That's not the point. The point is to help them into the light, out of the darkness to the light. It's painful. It hurts. It sucks. It's not fun all the time, but it's worth it for the for for sin to be shown clearly to be to to be destroyed. The light must shine on it. All of our sin, no matter what it is. I use homosexuality just because that's a, a popular example. Um, in fact, you know, the Methodist Church right now is gathering together, uh, starting I think tonight uh, or tomorrow or something like that in St. Louis, and they're they're discussing, you know, whether or not the the church, the United Methodist Church, stands for um, affirms homosexuality. Um, I pray that the that they view Scripture and, and they answer. Um, according to scripture, which is, you know, based on homosexuality is, is sinful. It is. Bible clearly lays that out. So I know I've rambled a little bit, which is okay. I can do that. It's a podcast. That's what it's for. Um, and I, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, those of you who are listening, you've, you've gained a lot out of this, a lot of insight. 
um, have this conversation with your church. Have your have this conversation with your pastor, pastors, your family, your wife, your husband, your kids. Um, have this conversation about what it means to love the universal church, the invisible church, while also um, being committed to the local um, visible church. So hope you have a great week. Um, God bless.